And good morning. I'm Gary Demas, and Jamie Braslavsky's here. We are the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show, right, Jamie? That's right. Here we are. Okay, and we come here even in the worst of weather, middle of <laughs> winter, you name it. That's right. We are here. Trekked in this morning. That's right. <laughs> Our four-wheel drive vehicles and plowed through everything. Yeah, that's what snow mode is for. Snow mode? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so, last week, uh, those of you who are listening, if you had a chance to listen, we talked about the do's and don'ts of remodeling, right, Jamie? That's right. So, if you want to know what to do and what not to do, you can go to Dave Fox Radio and what happens then, Jamie, when they go there? Yeah, you'll be able to find all of our previous recorded podcasts, um, as well as any of the uh, YouTube videos that we've recorded, such as we're doing right now. And those are all on there, and you can watch, and you can listen, and join our show. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. do's and don'ts remodeling. So, we had a good discussion, and uh, like we do every Sunday morning, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay, so... If any of you ever want to reach uh, Jamie or I or our company, you can just email info at DaveFox.com, and we would love to respond to you. Occasionally we'll get emails asking all kinds of things. Maybe they heard a suggestion or heard us talking about colors and want samples and this and that. Who knows? But um, if you have any questions or any ideas for us, we'd love to hear from you. So that's info at DaveFox.com. Of course, you can go to our website, DaveFox.com, and there you can see a lot of information about our company, a lot of really cool, um, not so many, we don't have videos on our website, do we? No, we don't have videos on our website, other than if you go to the radio show section um, yeah. and watch these recorded shows. So what's the matter with us, Jamie? Why don't we have any really cool videos? <laughs> well, we keep our videos on YouTube, on our oh. YouTube channel. You can oh. find our videos, so. Okay, what if they get censored? <laughs> that shouldn't happen. <laughs> well, okay, I hope not. We'll have to be careful what we say here. We could get nixed right off of you. Oh, yeah, real quick, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so today our topic is... Room additions. Room additions. So that's a pretty broad topic, Jamie. Yes, it is. So I mean, just additions like, of any kind, really. Even if we just talked about all the kinds of additions we've ever done. We be, could fill an hour for sure. Yeah, maybe a two-hour show. Yeah. But we're going to talk about, and maybe, I don't know, this might end up being more than just this show, right? Yeah, it could be, definitely. I mean, we're going to go over different types of room additions, things to consider, finding the right contractor for them, maybe mm-hmm. go over some things that kind of impact the cost um, of room additions. So we're going to dive deep and see how far we can get. And yeah, maybe we'll do another show on it, another follow-up show. Yeah. So maybe somebody's listening this morning and they aren't thinking about doing a room addition. Are they still going to have information that will be helpful to them in our discussion? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think, I hope anyways, anytime you're listening to our show, it might not be exactly what you're thinking about doing or exactly what you're thinking about doing right then. But there's always tips and ideas and things that, especially if you happen to be in your home while you're listening to the show, while you look around, you're going to think, gosh, you know, I hadn't thought of that, or that's a really interesting idea, or I wonder if I could do that. And, you know, kind of just makes you think about your home and the way you live in your home, and you'll definitely get some good tips and tricks and things to look out for. You might be in a home that had an addition done previously, and you're wondering, did they do that right? (laughs) Um, Things like that. So definitely, definitely a lot of information, good information for any homeowner. Yeah, or good going, points. Going to be a homeowner. <clears throat> sure. And as we talk about the different types of additions, we'll talk about maybe some of the uh, design 
pointers, some things that are important in certain types of additions and maybe how they may fit on a home, uh, how they interact with the rest of your floor plan, which is really crucial. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. Okay. So which one do you want to start with? Well, let's start by talking about some different types of room additions. Okay. Um, you know, I think a lot of times initially when you think of a room addition, you think of adding on a sunroom or a screened porch or anything like that, which we get we get a, quite a bit of phone calls um, asking about doing those types of projects and additions. Um, but then there's also, you know, the larger additions. Maybe you're expanding the whole back of your home or you're adding a second story or, you know, the, additions can mean so many different things or maybe you're just um you know we've had a lot of floor plans where the kitchen and dining room are not the same kind of line in the back of the house and you're expanding your kitchen into your dining room so we just bump out the kitchen or bump out the dining room so that they match up to make a more seamless space so those types of bumps um are also considered additions uh, and can be extremely impactful in the space yeah especially in the kitchen where i think we talked about this last week maybe or the week before about how a lot of times when people are thinking about adding on in their mind, they're usually thinking way more space than they really need. Yeah. Of course, they've got a goal to accomplish. Maybe it's, um, maybe they want an island in their kitchen and right now the floor plan is too small or maybe mm-hmm. they just need more room. Maybe the family's bigger or they're in the house more or they entertain a lot. <clears throat> uh, so a lot of times people will think, well, I need to add eight feet on, I need to add 10 feet, I need to add 12 feet. when a lot of times all of their goals can be accomplished by adding maybe half of that. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah, but a bump out is a good way to get two, three, four feet. And in a kitchen, it can make an absolutely dramatic difference. It, people are amazed at how it can just uh, revolutionize their kitchen and turn it into something they never dreamed could happen. Yeah, absolutely. And even if it's just, you know, in opening up the space um, to another room or, you know, a lot of times we'll maybe bump out a family room and a kitchen. And that's your main living space of your home. So it completely changes every aspect of your home. Yeah, exactly. Adding a depth of vision has a huge impact on just our psyche as we're in our home. I remember years ago, Jamie, when I lived in Finley, Ohio, uh, we bought a small house was our first house back when the interest rates were like 16 and a half percent or something crazy. <laughs> um, but over the few years, we did a lot of work on that house. And one of the things we did is added a family room off the kitchen. So we opened up uh, as much as we could from the kitchen into the family room. And it was, you know, like 24 feet by maybe 16 or something, a good sized family room. Mm-hmm. But what really surprised me was how just standing in the kitchen and having that depth of vision into that family room from the kitchen made the house feel twice as big. It's just amazing how just that depth of vision can change um, how you feel about your space. And even as you mentioned, sometimes we'll take a kitchen and dining room and remove the wall in the middle. You'll get kind of the same effect there because when your vision is blocked by a bunch of walls, your space is calculated and confined but yeah if you have depth of vision even if it's looking through a doorway into another room that you add it really makes a huge difference yeah no i definitely agree i mean i think the i mean a floor plan in general plays such a big factor into kind of how the home feels and things like that but i think especially when you're talking about adding on and adding on just a few feet i think when you're lining things up that weren't lined up previously and opening them it feels like a completely different space altogether, mm-hmm. yeah. for sure. 
Um, another one we get asked a lot about is adding in-law suites. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people want to do that to the first floor of their home if they're having in-laws move in and first floor is really helpful, obviously, for aging in place. Um, and then also, you know, moving a first floor master to the first floor uh, or moving a master to the first floor to make it a first floor. Again, aging in space. And a lot of those types of, of additions are really great if you love your home, you don't want to move. Um, you know, realtor fees are expensive. Moving is expensive. Um, saving that money and putting it into making your space kind of just everything that you've wanted and yeah. have been missing. Sure. Yeah, it is just moving. Expenses do add up. And um, you can just apply that money directly to improving your own house and adding space in there. And as you said, the in-law suites, uh, which typically would be a sleeping area and a nice bath area. Mm-hmm. And maybe a little kitchenette. Sometimes we've done that. Um, yeah. And there's a number of ways to do that. Uh, sometimes adding where you may add a family room to your home instead, you know, it becomes this in-law suite. Or we've actually converted garages to in-law yeah. suites and added on another garage. We also did one, I remember, that we converted their uh, live- formal living room and dining room mm-hmm. into an in-law suite. Yeah. So a lot of different uh, options here when we talk about room additions, and that's our topic today. So if you're listening, hang in there. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to get right back into it. Okay, so today our topic is room additions, Jamie, and we're talking about uh, the different types of room additions that we do, which is, gosh, anything that anybody can imagine. (laughs) I don't know if we've done everything. Maybe somebody will come up with something we've never done before. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. (laughs) You never can tell what's going to happen in a remodeling business. Yeah. So uh, we've talked about in the first break, in case you're just tuning in, we talked about uh, we were kind of ending that last segment on in-law suites, Jamie. And yeah, and all the different type of room additions. Um, I had mentioned one where we took over the formal living room and formal dining room and created a almost like an in-law apartment. So the li- formal living room kind of stayed a living room space and the dining room became the bedroom. And then we added just a bathroom off the side of the house there um, for their in-law to move in. And they had their own little kind of apartment there. And, you know, the formal living rooms and dining rooms anymore uh, most people are, have, live a more casual lifestyle that don't utilize those spaces as much. So even though they had brought us out for a full room addition, we had kind of approached the subject of that as an option, and they loved it. And just mm-hmm. adding on that bathroom just made it a completely livable space, which is yeah. really cool. Yeah, there's so many different ways of doing it. And also uh, on the financial aspect, you know, the cost of this, we find oftentimes that if you're bringing in a, a parent or, or parents, uh, a lot of times they'll sell the home they're in and use mm-hmm. that money to uh, add the, the, the space onto existing home. Yeah. So that works out really well a lot of times. Yeah, And definitely. it's just so great for the parents, too, to have the care of the, with their family right oh, there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I just try and get my parents to move to Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to move in my house. That's a little <laughs> much. But Columbus would be great. Yeah. But, yeah, all, all sorts of different types of things to add on. Um, we've even done a mudroom addition which I thought was really interesting, but I have a mudroom and I can't fathom the thought of not, you know? I mm. think that's, it was not a very popular part of a floor plan for older homes. And so we've created spaces within or moved laundry to other rooms of the house or places in the house, things like that. But uh, we did do one addition that was actually adding on a full mudroom. And it's, Although an expensive way to get it, it's such a practical use and something that you utilize every single day that makes it worth it. 
Yeah. yeah. And those mudrooms often is with pets and how people love their pets so much. A lot of times there will be a little bathing area for a pet or mm-hmm. maybe a really cool stand for the cat to climb up on to be fed or i mean there's it's really people get very creative with their animals and what they do and some of the additions that we've done yeah absolutely i know it's funny how often the pets are taken under consideration for the projects that we do mm-hmm. um sometimes a little bit and sometimes completely yeah <laughs> um but yeah so other than the types of room additions there's a lot of things to consider when you're doing a room addition um one of those the main things probably is your property lines you know can you even do an addition uh, where your home is at you know when you're looking at homes in areas like german village especially where things are very very tight um you know can you add on uh can you add up or can you add out <laughs> things mm-hmm. like that and sure. then uh, when you do add on, do you want a crawl space? Do you want a full basement? Things like that. Or there's a lot to consider with all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the zoning issues and property line issues is something that we really look at when we f- first talk to a potential client about adding an addition because that is really crucial. We can't, uh, people don't want us designing something that can't be built, right? Right. <laughs> so we want to make sure that we have a really good chance of building. So we have uh, Brenda in the office who, one of her roles is just to do that. She checks uh, property lines and she checks with zoning departments and building departments really. And it varies so much around the city with all the different municipalities. They all have little different ideas on that. And Upper Arlington has certain guidelines and rules. Gahanna has theirs. German Village uh, can be very strict yeah. with um, their uh, building commission there and uh, Victorian Village and some of those areas. Uh, so, I mean, we've had a number, in, in, in the really strict areas, we've had a number of clients come to us with ideas that just would not be permitted. But yeah. it gets a lot easier uh, in some of the other areas. And usually there's a way to find a way. And yeah. It's working with the commissions or the zoning departments and uh, looking at setbacks. And sometimes we have to get into the variance issue, which a lot of times uh, isn't as maybe painstaking as people may think it is because that, that happens quite often and we have pretty good success rate on variances if they make sense. And of course we want anything that we do to make sense, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like you said, the creativity with it, um, you know, there's, there's typically more than one way to obtain whatever your goal or dream is for your home. Uh, one that comes to mind in, in German village, we, they wanted to add on a master suite. And you never hear the words German village and master suite in the same sentence because there's not room for one. Um, But they had lived in their home a very long time and wanted to spend the rest of their lives in that home. So aging in place there was important to them. And the stairs were very steep and things like that. And so um, although we weren't able to get a first floor master suite added on um, just because of space and things like that, we were able to add it onto the second story and then put also add on an elevator. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was a really, really cool solution to that space. Um, and to be able to still age in space, stay in their home, stay in the heart of German village where they loved, um, but still get everything on their wish list just in a different way than they originally intended. Yeah, you know, the residential elevators have become a fairly large thing here recently because yeah. number one, uh, pe- more people I think are bringing their parents into their homes. Mm-hmm. And I can think of situations where the only thing we did in a home is add the elevator. Yeah. That's all, that was their need for their elderly parent to get up to the second floor. Yeah. 
And sometimes that can be pretty doggone challenging. You know, an elevator <laughs> has to have uh, a place to enter and exit on multiple levels. Right. And it goes straight up. They don't go at angles. So, <laughs> no. so you've That'd got to That'd be a fly. weird elevator ride. <laughs> you have to be able to look straight down through whatever, however many floor plans this elevator is going to reach and figure out a way for it to work and have a, an entry and an exit at each level. So that can be pretty challenging. Uh, there's times when we've had to actually add it to the exterior of the home, mm-hmm. the elevator shaft. But a lot of times we try to find a way. And uh, if there's a, like multiple or a large stairway going up, a lot of times that creates some space for an elevator. But that can be pretty challenging. But it is, um, I mean, we've done a number of projects like that. And others where they're doing other remodeling plus the elevator, which that usually makes it a little more easy because then we're already changing walls in the house and we have the opportunity to do a little uh, layout change just to make that elevator work. Yeah. So how would a general consumer, Gary, find out about their property lines? Uh, okay, well, anybody could call the uh, building department, mm-hmm. uh, whatever munis- municipality they're in, and they're very helpful people. There's There will be somebody there that's uh, that's good with zoning and can give you ideas. Uh, of course, if you're talking to us or any other larger remodeling firm, they're gonna have ways of determining that as well. And that always has to happen up front. That's one of the first things you've gotta to, to discover is, is this idea even doable? Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I mean, I'm, I would imagine that that's a challenge that comes up frequently. Um, you know, for me, one thing, when we look at a house, like, for, I always say we need a three-car garage because we have three kids and there's too many bikes and yeah. everything else. I'm, I like to park in the garage because yeah, and, and the weather his outside. Boat, you know, you're gonna oh, be, sure, so, yeah. yeah, that's never happening. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you hear me say we had three kids? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, if it's only two, I always think, okay, well, you could add on a third third bay to the garage and things like that. But you always have to look at that property line because. When they build homes, they put them, you know, typically in the center of the lot, not, not in anticipation of a mm-hmm. of an addition and things mm-hmm. like that. So, it's definitely a big factor with any addition is is the property lines. Yeah, I think anybody thinking about any of these things, I mean, we're happy to go out an initial consultation. There's no charge for that uh, to help people explore their ideas and see if they're feasible. And a lot of times we'll kind of maybe know right offhand if uh, it's going to be a zoning issue or even close to it. And if not, we can certainly check that out. But uh, ideas are great. That's what keeps us all going. And adding space, fixing the needs that people have in their homes is what we're here for, Jamie. So uh, with that said, we're going to take a quick break. And after that, let's get back into some more room additions. All right. And you're listening to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show, and we are here every Sunday morning, 8 o'clock, and glad to have you tuned in this morning on our third segment. And uh, Jamie, we're talking about room additions today, so anybody that's just tuning in, uh, we've covered, well, just some of the varieties of room additions that people put on. Yeah. And some of the obstacles that you may face at first. We talked about how it's important to talk about zoning, make sure that your ideas can actually be passed through the zoning department, Mm -hmm. or if there's a variance involved, you know, what is the likelihood of that happening? And we will we will take a stab at it. You know, we'll <laughs> guess. Sometimes we're wrong, but um, that's kind of the way it goes. And yeah. uh, we just have to meet all the different criteria that we run up against in the remodeling industry. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, 
after you get kind of passed over those big hurdles of the property lines and looking at your HOA and your zoning rules and regulations, um, specifically for room additions, another thing to consider is depending on how much square footage you're adding, this can impact your property taxes. Um, and if you're adding a lot of square footage, it, it might really impact them. So, you know, being prepared for that and factoring that in to your cost of the project, I think, is also important. Yeah, uh, obviously that's going to happen, and uh, <laughs> it's part of life. You know, when you buy a nice brand new car, you pay a lot of sales tax on it, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, t- taxes here, and that's what keeps all the uh, grease on the wheels. Um, <clears throat> but um, you know, just when going through the permitting process is what alerts the uh, state or city, you know, about the property taxes. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's just part of the ball game. Yeah. Yep. Definitely is. So when we add on to a home and we're looking at different ways to tie on tie the addition into the home, I'm, the roof is obviously a big factor in that. Um, what would you say is the most common kind of I guess style or way to continue a roof or kind of go over that hurdle of tying it in? Yeah. Um, yeah, that can be a real challenge at times, depending on uh, where the addition's at and what type of roof is on the existing structure. Obviously, we our goal is to make sure that our addition looks like it belongs on the house and looks like it's always been there. It's funny because I remember years ago, I worked for a client that was from uh, one of the New England states, and there it was kind of uh, charming because in way back, People would add an addition on, and it would look different in the house. And they'd add another one on, and that would look different. And they'd add another one on, and that would look different. <laughs> and pretty soon they got to the barn. So it was solid additions <laughs> from the house to the barn. But that was kind of a New Englandy cultural thing. And he actually wanted his addition to look completely different than the house, just because oh, it reminded him of that. Yeah. But that's very rare. Most of the time, you know, we want the addition to just blend right in, the roof lines to blend in, so mm-hmm. it looks like it was designed that way from the get-go. And uh, the challenges are going to be um, how large the addition is. A lot of times if someone wants to put a real large family room across the back and maybe it spans 25, 30 feet across the back of the home, then, and if it's a gable home and it's got a high roof, high pitch roof, then that, if you match the pitch of the roof and put a huge gable on that addition, it would be covering up windows on the second floor. Right. Or if it's a ranch house, maybe the peak would be sticking up higher than the, the, the peak on the front of the house. So there's a lot of things like that that we run into, and we can typically come up with creative ideas and ways to deal with that. But it can be very challenging. And I'm thinking about even in our drafting program, roofing is one of the hardest things to render and to get it to, to play out right. And I, I remember going in, you know, I'll go in multiple of our design staff's offices and they're struggling with the roof. Gary, can you help me with this thing? And, <laughs> uh, but it's it can be challenging in a, mul- in a lot of ways. Yeah. And even in the, the structure of the building and framing of roofing can be challenging. But um, the goal is to match gutter lines, which is an important part of it. You know, your eaves have to be at the same height so that the gutter drains evenly. Mm-hmm. Uh, your overhangs need to match the height. The ceiling heights in the house need to match. So there's a really a lot that goes into the roofing. Yeah, absolutely. So when we're kind of talking with clients and, and they're 
sharing what their goals of the new space are, what the intention with adding on might be. How is the decision made typically for going, should they go up or should they go out or where that addition might be? Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the things that you've come across with different projects and kind of client needs? Yeah, um, really knowing what their leads are, needs are, the priority list helps a lot with that. So yeah. let's say they want to add uh, some more space to the kitchen below and they need another bedroom above. So, you know, a two-story addition out the back usually works in that scenario. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's that can be a challenge, too, because that second-story new master uh, bedroom suite has to work with the floor plan up there. So sometimes right. uh, locating where that's going to be or knowing how you're going to redesign that floor plan upstairs in the most efficient manner, because we don't want to just go in there and tear a whole bunch of stuff out that's there already and right. add to the expense. You know, a good design is going to make the most efficient use of the existing space that you have, but still accomplish your goals. So that's actually what's so fun about this industry, I think, is it's a puzzle. It's challenging. Mm-hmm. And you've got to be creative. And when we create the, the what we call as-built floor plans first and have those on our computers and are looking at those on the monitors, then we can see the first floor, the second floor on these floor plans. And it really helps us to lay those out where... When we're in the house and just looking at a house we've never seen before and we're trying to remember what's underneath us on the first floor and when we're yeah. on the second floor and the client's saying, can we do this? Well, let me think, what was the first floor like? You know, uh, yeah. It's so much easier for us to do that stuff in our design studio when we can see everything at once. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes we'll kind of hem haul around. Well, you know, I need to work on this a little bit, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, you know, because yeah. <laughs> it's kind of be able to put all these pieces together. Yeah, absolutely. I remember actually one project we did that I thought was really cool was we expanded the kitchen um, into a breezeway, but they had hoped and intended to someday in the future also expand their master suite. It was a little too much of a project for them to do all at once. But knowing that and kind of knowing that long-term goal, we were able to do that kitchen expansion and do the roof so it was ready for a second story someday. Mm -hmm. So when they went back to do that, um, it was kind of a lot of the legwork was already done. Exactly. Yeah. Because whenever anyone has multiple projects in mind, which happens frequently just because of budget issues, uh, not always because of budget, but a lot of times it's good to design the whole thing. And we'll highly encourage Mm -hmm. the client, go ahead, let's design the whole thing, how it's going to end up. That way you're not shooting yourself in the foot by doing a bunch of work that has to be redone later. Right. So there again is the efficiency thing. You know, remodeling is expensive and it takes a lot of work, a lot of time. And people go through that process and there's wear and tear on you, you know, on your emotions when your house is torn up for a long period of time. So efficiency in every regard is really crucial. And I think any good remodeling company is going to put that right at the top of their list of priorities is to make sure you've got an efficient floor plan uh, that is laid out and working with the existing house just as closely as it possibly can be. And then if it's a multi-stage project, make sure that whatever you do in stage one has the minimal amount of interference with what you're going to do in stage two. Yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, we're, when you're adding on to your home or really any project, it, it goes so much further than just whatever you're working on. You know, tying it in character-wise, not only to your home, tying in the flooring, you want to, you know, kind of keep that in mind as well. But then also the, the character, not only of your home, but of your neighborhood. Um, you know, there's some... 
some streets like in Upper Arlington, for example, where every single house on the street is, you know, a ranch. And mm-hmm. then there's one kind of really big two-story house, and it's mm-hmm. and it sticks out like a sore thumb. And I think actually, Upper Arlington, I fact, I believe, has kind of tightened up their restrictions on being able to do that um, just because of that, because it kind of hurts the character a little bit of of the whole street when there's one uh, really different. Yeah, that's uh, all uh, part of the deal, and it's part of the curb appeal. And you just hope that your neighbor doesn't paint their house chartreuse or something, like right? That, that, <laughs> or put it on their garage door. <clears throat> but um, yeah, we're gonna, we, you know, our designers are are great and they're professionals. And they're gonna make sure that whatever we do uh, really fits with the house and the neighborhood. All that's important. Let's yeah. take a quick break. We'll be right back. Okay, Jamie. Today we're talking about room additions. That's right. And. Here we are on our final segment. So if anybody's just tuning in, man, you missed a lot of good information. So you better go to <laughs> DaveFoxRadio.com, and there you can listen to everything we've talked about up to now, right, Jimmy? That's right. You can kind of scroll back through, listen to previously recorded shows, watch our our videos if you want to mm-hmm. watch my hands move a lot while I talk. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we're all there, and this one will be there okay. today. Good deal. So room additions. Um, what we were talking a little bit about curb appeal outside, you know, that the addition matches not only the house, but also the house kind of ties in with the neighborhood. So I think most neighbors, when they see a Dave Fox sign go up, they're happy and excited about what their neighbor's doing, right? Oh, I would think so. I yeah. would be really happy to see that level of improvement being done on, on a home in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I think it, it, you know, gives, it really gives the whole neighborhood more value in a sense. You know, I, one of my favorite things I see is, um, if I'm looking at like, you know, real estate listings or anything like that. And they say that it was a Dave Fox remodel, you know, not just a remodel. Mm -hmm. It was a Dave Fox remodel. That's like one of my favorite things to see on a real estate listing of a project that we had done years ago. Um, I, uh, that's always a special thing, but I think you're right. I mean, I think when there's a sign in the yard that of a name that you recognize and hopefully trust um, that 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 speaks volumes. But I think especially with room additions, finding um, the right contractor and kind of the contractor knowing the right things to do and ask and how to manage an addition is especially important. Mm-hmm. Um, not just not just necessarily being really handy and good, you know, a good trim carpenter doesn't necessarily the right person to use for your room addition, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about some of the things that a remodeling contractor has to consider when they're putting an addition on. Of course, we already talked about the zoning mm-hmm. and uh, property lines, and that's step one. And yes. It has to be predetermined. We have to have our <clears throat> clients provide us with a uh, site plan that has all the different setbacks and items on it. Yeah. And then we can work off of that and work with whatever municipality we're in. We'll work with the zoning department there. And let's say for, you mentioned if you have two car garage and you want to add a third car Mm -hmm. and how sometimes that can be tricky with zoning. So let's say that's the kind of project we're working on. Well, we're going to determine number one, how the driveway is going to work and how the car is going to maneuver in and out of that third car garage. Number two, what size does it need to be? And then how is it going to infringe on any particular setbacks or zoning issues? And if it doesn't infringe that great, that's great. If it does, then what's the possibility of getting a variance for that? And right. a lot of times we'll talk to the zoning departments and say, Hey, 
You know, do you have any feel, have you seen any other projects in the area that got a variance for this type of an issue? And they'll say, well, yeah, I can think of this one or that one. Or they'll say, well, no, and I'm not really so sure you're going to have much <laughs> luck with that. Yeah. So we never know for sure until all is said and done. But we try to get the best picture, the best idea that we possibly can. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, and I think, too, you know, not only having like the contractor knowing all that stuff but having gone through it before you know we have those relationships built with the building bar departments mm -hmm. and having being able to have that open dialogue is really um important and can be impactful on the project and things like that but doing you know i would caution someone doing being a guinea pig being the first addition someone has done um what was the first addition you ever did probably on your own home i'm guessing <laughs> <laughs> hoping i don't know <laughs> Um, not exactly, but close. Close. <laughs> but when I started in business, um, I was very naive and I learned a lot over a lot of years, did some things way back then that I feel very embarrassed about now. Oh no. Um, yeah. So I'm not the man I was, I'll say that <laughs> many years ago. Yeah. So then I guess you can... You can agree that um, make sure it's not someone's first room addition. Yeah. Yeah. If it's their first, I would insist they did it on their own home or their dad's home or yeah. somebody else's, <laughs> not yours. Start with a family member, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Permitting, you know, is an issue. Yeah. And the right permits. And um, like you said, having a good rapport with the building departments is important. And we sure. try really hard to do that. And I think a lot of the inspectors and building departments have a lot of respect for us because they know we're not going to try shortcuts or try to hide anything. Yeah. But it's funny, even with that being said, and truly that's how we are. I mean, we're, we're going to do whatever they want and we can do something that's perfectly safe and meets all the codes as far as we see it. But some inspector will go there and come up with some idea that he doesn't like and he'll make us change it and yeah. okay, we'll change it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so even as hard as we try, uh, we'd like to have, you know, never happened. We kind of like to have carte blanche with these people saying, come on, trust us. We know what we're doing. Well, <laughs> I don't think that's ever going to happen. No. <laughs> but anyhow, we get along yeah. really good with everyone. Although we did get, um, gosh, there was maybe two last year. We got calls um, for projects from people that worked in the building department Yeah. Uh, for their own personal homes. Uh -huh. And, you know, you figure they're looking at, every permit being pulled and and um, and they did call us to do their own home. So they, they have to have some level of trust there, even if they don't let us do whatever we okay, want. Okay, <laughs> so see, that's interesting because I didn't, I wasn't aware of that. So oh, I'm glad yeah. to hear that. Yeah, we'll mm -hmm. have to find their names and uh, this way when they give us a hard time, we can be like, well, <laughs> you know, we know you trust us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> because. <laughs> okay. Uh, engineering is another an issue. Another issue. Um, a lot of times people are, maybe adding onto the back of house and taking out a bunch of the existing wall, which is low bearing wall. So it might be carrying a second floor. It's definitely yeah. going to be carrying some roof load. Um, or we might be making a large opening inside the home in a load bearing wall, but again, might be carrying a second floor or roof loading. So the engineering part of it is very critical and important. Um, not only getting it engineered, but also having the manpower and expertise to pull off whatever the engineer draws up. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that can be very challenging. Sometimes it can include 
very large beams, heavy beams that have to be maneuvered inside of a home and lifted up into the place safely so it doesn't damage the house or hurt, injure anyone. Yeah. So we've gotten into some really tricky situations and have had to be very creative on how to get beams into place safely so that all of our men were protected and the house was protected. Uh, so some of those things can be quite challenging, but again, that's what makes it all fun. Yeah. And so how, who comes into play when you're looking at adding on to the home and you have to take into things into consideration, like the property drainage? Um, mm-hmm. and things like that. If you're kind of approaching on any easements or anything like that, who do we, how do we figure that out? <clears throat> yeah, drainage, that's a, that's a good question because that has become more and more of an issue with the local building departments. Years ago, they never considered it. Really? You just build and whatever happens, happens. Well, now <laughs> it's totally different because just like you said, you don't want runoff. Maybe you're putting an addition up and you're building a lot of grade up to your addition And if it's going to divert a bunch of water to your neighbor's lot, that's not good. Right. So the the building departments are very engaged in making sure that water retention and drainage is done appropriately. And that's really good. I mean, sometimes we'll have to put in swales that will uh, retain water or make sure that all of the drainage is done just right so that we don't have those issues. So that's another kind of an engineering side of things that has to be taken into consideration in a lot of additions. And I think another thing that's important to remember when you're planning an addition project is when that addition is done, you want the landscaping to match uh, the rest of the home as well. And, you know, we partner with Greenscapes, um, Mm -hmm. but making sure that that's kind of thought through not only for your plan, but also for your budget um, Mm -hmm. to make sure that's all accounted for. Yeah. So there's a lot to take in with adding a room addition and it does take a lot of expertise and training and uh, we love doing that. So it's been a great uh, show this morning, Jamie. It's been nice chatting with you about the room additions. We hope everyone that's listening has enjoyed it. And we just invite you to come back here every Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. We're here every Sunday, uh, the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. And we love serving the city and all the people in the city. And we're here to bring your dreams to life. So we will be back here next Sunday morning at 8.